Welcome to the Night Owl. The meeting place. Those things that keep you up at night. Content may contain graphic language and disturbing scenarios that I can assure you are not for the faint of heart, so listener's discretion is advised. I'm your host, Isaiah, and if you're still with me, well, maybe you should lock your doors, check those windows, turn out the lights, and get as comfortable as you can. You won't be sleeping at night. You've been warned. Welcome to the Night Owl. If this is your first time, then welcome. If you're a frequent visitor, it's good to have you back. Every place you go has some history. But sometimes, the people in it are stories all on their own. Lock your doors, check your windows, and get comfortable. You won't be sleeping tonight. I give you tall order. I recently moved to a new neighborhood. It kind of reminds me of uh, Park Slope, Brooklyn. I like to define it as busy quiet. You have your families going on about their days, kids rushing to school, people out to work during the morning rush. But then there are some neat, quiet pockets of this neighborhood that you can steal away to and easily fall in love with. I'm a writer, so my days are spent confined to a chair and screen trying to get something down. Some days are more successful than others, but as far as space, I don't know. Never had much of a preference. Just quiet and a stream of consciousness. You always hear about the typical writer going to a coffee shop to spend a full day writing their next masterpiece to the point the baristas knew them by name, their favorite drinks, and shit, maybe their family history. I didn't understand the hype around having your favorite cafe until I stumbled across my neighborhood nook. It's off a beaten path, too. It's not too far from my apartment. It's quiet. It's off an alleyway entrance with cobblestone streets, brick walls, and hanging lights that change the entire personality at night. The inside of the shop sits about five, maybe six lounge chairs. Not that big, but cozy. And the tables are all set up like cozy studies. They each have a vintage lamp that really sets the tone at night if you, like myself, spend all day in it. What's great is that they close later than most coffee places. I'm talking like midnight to 1 a.m. It's great. There are about four or five baristas at a time, all varying ages, which each of their own vibe, but all very sweet people that I look forward to seeing. A few weeks passed, and you could guess we knew a lot about one another. Families, hobbies, but for some reason it seemed like my name was the toughest thing to remember. Or my order, at least. My name's Jack. It's not that complicated. I didn't really change up much either as far as my order. In the afternoon, I get a power smoothie. At night, I get something like a white hot chocolate. It was fall, so the chill was in the air, and the white hots were my sister's favorites. I've been homesick, so I get these as a reminder. I'd give my order at the counter, you know, along with my name. And then I'd arrive to the counter when they called out my drink. But the name on it wasn't mine. First time it was Ricky. <laughs> um... Hey, sorry, I'm still waiting for my drink. This is yours. 
says the barista. It says Ricky, so I wasn't sure. The coffee shop was empty besides myself and about two other patrons. Neither of them looked like Ricky. I guess it was mine. The next time, the name on my cup was Stephanie. I laughed at that one because I was the only one in the shop this night. There were only three baristas left. Charlie, Macy, and the guy Rodney. Rodney looked to be in about his 40s. Fairly fit. He didn't say much, but was the one responsible for writing the names on the cups. He was quiet and honestly kept to himself. I guess he's still getting the hang of things, Charlie said. I laughed. Yeah, I guess so. After a while, it became a running joke because it happened so much. Anytime Rodney was there, you can bet my cup had a new name on it. First it was George, then Casey, Riley, and Liz. Some time passed, and some of the baristas I became really close with were no longer at the coffee shop. I'm not sure, but I guess they all found other places. And I guess Rodney writing their names on my drink was a sentiment. You know, a way to, for me to remember them. I thought it was pretty cool. The news to me was always a bit depressing. But recently it started to get pretty eerie. There was a list of missing purses in or around my neighborhood. There was a George, Liz, Casey, and even a Richie. They showed pictures of them, but I've never seen any of them. But their names are all eerily familiar because Rodney wrote them on my coffee cup about a week or two prior. For a while, I decided to stay home and write. And for some white noise, I just put the news on in the background. You know, and also see if anything new came of these missing people. As morbid as it sounds, I had a thought that maybe it had helped me flush out some plot points. Until I was writing and heard the names of Charles and Macy. I turned to the TV to see the faces of the people I knew. The people I care about, honestly. And it really hit close to home. They couldn't be found and were last seen leaving for work at the coffee shop. And that was it. I knew it struck a chord with me, so I didn't go out much for a couple of days at all. Hell, I don't even think I wrote much. A few days passed and I needed to get out of the house, so I finally made my way back to my favorite coffee shop. It was just Rodney there and some new person. I ordered my drink and I sat down. A couple minutes passed and I heard my name called. I was shocked, honestly. Rodney handed me my drink and it had my name on it. I laughed at first, but then I jokingly asked, what's the occasion? Rodney just smiled and said, just making sure I got it right. So there you have it. Tune in next week for another story to keep you up at night. If you have a story of your own you'd like to submit, email at thebirdbrainpodcast at gmail.com with the subject line, The Night Owl. Listen to us on Spotify, iTunes, and Stitcher. Connect with us on Instagram, Twitter, and Discord. Look forward to hearing from you. But until then, sleep tight.
92% of households that join Peloton early in the year are still active a year later. Yeah, if you like cycling to EDM. Not just EDM. Try cycling to Broadway hits, take a scenic hike in Iceland on our treadmill, or row to some 80s jams. Because I have so much free time. Whether you have 30 minutes or just five, Peloton can fit any schedule. 92% stick with it. So can you. Try Peloton tread, row, or bikes risk-free with a 30-day home trial. New members only. Not available in remote locations. See additional terms at onepeloton.com slash home dash trial.